The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. and drums, you know it's time for the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered by Evergy. Join us as we explore the world of business, leadership, and entrepreneurship in Wichita. Learn from local business leaders and owners on how they have built and grown their companies and the challenges and opportunities they met along the way. Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens Ajibalande. Welcome to another exciting edition of the WCBA, powered, of course, by Evergy. And I'm going to have to take personal knowledge that this is our 50th Woo. episode. Wow. And so I would have lost that bet. <laughs> I didn't think we was going to last 50 episodes. Having you as a co-host, I just didn't think oh, it was going to wow, happen. wow, wow. That's the reason we are still going today. <laughs> that is probably true. Uh, I want to appreciate, I want to thank everybody for listening to us. Don't forget to like us, love us, share us. Thank you for checking us out. We are truly excited here today in the house. You know, it took a hard time to get her here. Mm. You know, we had to go through people and her people's people mm -hmm. to get her here. The one and only Danielle Johnson. Welcome to the show. She's from uh, Habitat for Humanity, but we're going to talk about leadership Wichita today. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And Good. who's people? People's people's Your people. people. You know, I, have people. I call up. I said, can I speak to Danielle? You got a, an appointment? I said, no, <laughs> but I get through to her. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. And congratulations on the 50th show. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. What better way to kick off our 50th show than with Miss Danielle Johnson? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, I think this is going to be so much fun. So, Danielle, I, you know, people know you. I've known you for a number of years. Don has known you. We've seen you um, grow and mature. And people know you as, you know, a catalyst in the community for uh, diversity, equity and inclusion, affordable housing, all these things. But this is from me looking from the outside looking in. Tell us who you are. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you again for the invite. Um, you know, I've had an opportunity to be born and raised in the best city That's in right. the country what? that I believe, <laughs> right? Wichita, Kansas. I'm from the duh, the ICT, if duh. you will. It goes by a number of names. <laughs> yes. right. um, but no, born and raised right here. I'm a product of USD 259 schools. Mm -hmm. I'm a shocker through and through. I've um, got my undergrad in psychology, bachelor's there, and my master's in public administration at Wichita State as well. What um, high school, if I can ask? Yeah, um, Southsider, South High School, okay. Titan. Yeah. At least you didn't mention Southeast. Please, <laughs> please continue. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. No, no, sorry. No, 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 no. Southsider. So, um, yeah, a mom of three, of a 16-year-old, yeah. an 8-year-old, a 2-year-old, a busy spouse, um, Brandon Johnson, who's currently the councilman for District 1, excited to be able to move forward in um, servant leadership. That's something that has been poured into me as uh, at a young age. My mom hails from Pampanga, Philippines. Um, she is someone that has been a, a big push in my life to continue my education. Didn't have the opportunity to really excel in her education. So 
she said school was what you're going to do. Um, <laughs> and then Larry Andrews is my dad, avid golfer, um, hails from the Birmingham, Alabama. So I always share that he taught me my history before the school system had the opportunity to do so. So very much engaged in civics, civil rights, understanding servant leadership, understanding giving back. Um, so, wow. yeah. Beham. A little bit of there, oh, right? Woo. Birmingham, Alabama, y'all. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, thank you for sharing that. Um, what year did you go through leadership with Chitaba? Yes, um, the best year. Okay. So uh, right, everybody. <laughs> I was ready to queue okay. up and say this is the second best class, whatever oh, it is. Oh, no. Cue okay. the Chicago Bulls music, please. <laughs> um, leadership Wichita, class of 2017. 2017. That was a pretty uh, good class. It was. Pretty certain that. Um, Somehow it's going to come around to <laughs> <No>. Ebony. <laughs> it's going to come around. Okay, okay. The connections, the connections. Oh, yeah. I know I'll just turn it over to Don. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, let's talk about, uh, I want to talk a little bit more about Wichita Habitat for Humanity. Can you share in a nutshell, what do you folks do over there? Yeah, thank you for asking and that. And you just got appointed to that position. So congratulations. Yes. I already did, yes. but <laughs> I'm doing it in front of thousands of folks. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, three months in, three months in the gig. Um, following an amazing set of footsteps, the Ann Fox mm -hmm. served in that space for 10 years and had the foresight to be in the initiative that we're in now currently, which is the Rock the Block area. So I'll get into that, but really a nutshell, you don't realize how impactful the work of Habitat for Humanity is until you're on the inside. Right now, we're sort of, we are celebrating 35 years wow. of affordable housing in this community. Um, from spaces like Stewart Village or Cottonwood and some of these um, really amazing places where affordable housing um, is within the community. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the work truly is affordable housing from new home ownership to home repair uh, to advocacy. Um, we have just recently done a legislative build and we engage city, county, um, legislative folks mm -hmm. in the trenches to showcase what it means to have an affordable house, to showcase what it means to look at generational wealth, look at our equity gaps and seeing um, what redlining has done within our communities. So all that to say, uh, Wichita Habitat for Humanity is about affordable housing and ensuring folks get the education that they need to be homeowners, responsible homeowners, knowing how to be within the community, cutting their grass on time, knowing mm -hmm. um, that you have to pay that mortgage on time. I think and oftentimes there's a misnomer that we give away homes. We've given away no homes in our communities. Folks, the trick to our trade is 0% interest mortgage over 20 years. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, education. Folks get 40 hours of education within that sweat equity programming. They're helping to build their homes. They're helping to build the homes of others. Um, budget support, financial literacy, which is key when we think about long-term um, finances. And so a little bit of everything. You Excellent. don't realize what Habitat does until you are in it. Until you just explained it. Man, that, was, <laughs> that was a ton. I was trying to keep up. But um, you were at WSU for a while, correct? Yes. What, yeah. what made you switch to be the, is it the CEO of Habitat? Executive director. ED, yeah, okay, same thing. Yeah. Uh, what made you do that? Yes. Go from academia to 
this? Yeah, it was time. Um, okay. I was at eight years with the Office of Diversity and Inclusion. Had a great opportunity really? to work eight a long years? time. Yes. Worked with students, faculty, staff, community members. Everybody's getting old. I mean, Man, is that, is that how that equates? <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that how that there? rolls? Wow. Eight year, okay. Wow. wow eight <laughs> season. years? Ebony's season. Oh, yeah, she, okay, we'll go with season. <laughs> I like that. So eight years. Eight wow. years. Wow. Eight years. So it was time. It was Can time. Help us understand. Yeah. Without getting too personal, help yeah, us understand. Absolutely. What's and and the exciting piece is that um Wichita State and Habitat, we've already started growing our relationships. Um, they're gonna be on a build here pretty soon, okay. um, showcasing just that smooth transition. Um, when my role was announced, I had my previous director and great friend Alicia Sanchez. She was there mm-hmm. to send me off and Ann Fox was there to bring me in. Okay. And so that's how closely we were able to work. But nice. yeah, when I say it was time, you know, I wasn't going any further. I don't believe in that space. And um, when you're in student affairs. There's only so many spaces Correct. to go up, and everyone everyone's going to be there for a while. Right. University folks stay. They love mm-hmm. their work. They love Wichita State. And so um, wasn't looking to go anywhere else. Wanted to kind of move up and got my master's degree, and I saw this opportunity open okay. up. Um, a couple of folks reached out and said, hey, have you thought about this? Um, something that Amy Williams actually taught okay. me, which love mm-hmm. me some Amy Williams. Oh, yeah. I'm a fan. Yeah. She said all the jobs that she's ever went after, she was asked. Right. And I said, that was one of my criteria I want to be asked. And and folks, they reached out and they asked me to be there. That let me know that, okay, this makes sense. I did my research. I looked at the job description and I said, this still is at the heart of equity work. I can tangibly close gaps through housing. And it made sense. And Excellent. so I jumped. Excellent. Thanks for sharing that story. Um, let's get into leadership, Wichita. What made you apply for that? Why? Again, you know, I think it's a common theme being asked. So hearing about the program, a lot of folks spoke about leadership, Wichita, um, have a lot of folks at Wichita State actually went through the program. And so had an opportunity to hear from some of those folks. Um, Alicia Sanchez actually went prior to Mm me um, being a part of that class and said, hey, something that you should consider. Um, Some other mentors went through it. And I thought, hey, maybe this is something I should consider. Went ahead and applied. And it was a great opportunity. Met a lot of amazing people. So it was really just the power of asking. Excellent. Excellent. That the last? I feel like it's 10 a months. Oh, yes. Oh, 10 sessions. Oh, I was like, well, <laughs> it did feel like I was there for a while. <laughs> Not that long. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I was like, 10 months. Okay. As you can see, oh. we have uh, supporting folks that make sure we <laughs> stay on the tr- right track. 10 sessions. So uh, how was your experience with that? It was great. Uh, great opportunities for discussion. Um, met folks that I wouldn't have normally have met in my walk in the circles that I'm a part of. So it was a great opportunity to just meet people um, and learn more about our community. I felt like Leadership Wichita did a good job of highlighting different sectors of our community and spending, you spent the day there, you spent time there, um, you had lots of dialogue. And so I really enjoyed being able to really see what's going on in our community at a broader level and meeting folks, again, that I don't think I would have naturally had the opportunity to meet. Excellent. Is there one session that was stood up higher than the others? Yeah. You know, I really enjoyed the education session. So really learning the intricacies of USC 259. And I think that that's just a popular one overall. I have kids in school, but I'm only focused in the schools that they're in. So not having had the opportunity to see a lot of the other schools, it was great to just see the leaders. Mm -hmm. Um, And I met some students that I'm still really connected to. I had known about Anak Vong prior to that, but actually seeing him moving in these spaces, seeing some of these 
young folks engaged at different levels was just really important. And I think it's, it's easy to beat up on USD 259. It's easy to say things about the school system when you aren't really engaged mm. in it. But I think that changed a lot of folks' minds to say, this is what's going on. I didn't really realize how many kids are eating. Right. At USD 259, right. right? I've never, I had never been in the food services area and, and all the intricacies that go into that school system makes me completely appreciate more of the job that Alicia Thompson has, what the teachers have to do, what the school board has to do. So, yeah, just a great background. Education. For Excellent. sure. E? Well, I think that's interesting that you bring that up because, you know, when you when you go into leadership, Wichita, you have a certain, you know, thought process. You have certain perceptions of how things are run. And it's really challenged when you go into leadership, Wichita. Everything that you thought you knew, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. really did not know. Absolutely. And I think this type of program is so important for people to go through and have that deeper understanding. So in your class, did you have an opportunity to engage in any heated conversations? Because I know in a lot of classes, that's what happens. But at the end of that heat, there's understanding and there's yeah. friendships that, that occur. Did you have any of those types of experiences? We did. I would say we did throughout, um, you know, be it the diversity conversations, be it the conversations. Um, and when we visited the jails, I mean, there, there were a lot of conversations. And ultimately, I think it ended with that. I've never thought about it from that point of view. Right. It's that KLC, that Kansas Leadership Center raised the heat conversation. And you have to have that level of heat for that productive discussion. Um, and we did. Now, I feel like there were so many <laughs> conversations, mm -hmm. though, um, when we did the SimSoc. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, it was just like. It's intense. It is. It is. And, and I also think for some of us that understand that walk and that background, it's kind of like, wow, you don't get that. Mm -hmm. And then for folks to say, oh, I. I've never thought about privilege in this way. I've never had the opportunity to think about these conversations. I've never engaged that way. And it just kind of bridges some gaps that we have across our communities to have these real in-depth leadership conversations. Do you think it's programs like Leadership Wichita that can kind of break down those silos and break down some of those walls? Because, um, you know, I know that in your work, you've had a number of conversations with people, right? Um, but you sometimes do not penetrate, right? But when you have these experiential uh, opportunities and um, to, to really break down some of the dialogue that you have, it makes a difference, I think. It does. Um, so... What would you do? Well, I mean, like, would you recommend this program to others? And have you recommended it? I have. Um, I have sent in a number of names. As <laughs> We always get the email, right? Send in those names. I encourage folks to do the program because it's important. And again, I've to your point, I've had a number of these tough dialogues. Um, we had a podcast for a while called Discomfort and Grace alongside Joseph Shepard. So that is something that I do, being a conversational catalyst. We're having these tough dialogues all the time. I think in that space, though, you get a good cross-section of leaders that wouldn't naturally come together. The spaces I'm in, I'm invited to. Um, the spaces that I inhabit, some of those folks are not in those spaces naturally. And mm -hmm. it's folks across. I had a judge. I had folks from the sheriff's department. I had folks from the city. I had folks from um, schools. So it's literally all these folks coming together that are movers and shakers in their area. And being able to have those conversations, they'll be able to go back and make those changes, those appropriate changes within their communities, within the organizations. Some of those folks have the power to make those changes. Mm -hmm. So talking to someone that has the power to make change is a lot better than just any random dialogue. Right. Like someone has to be able to pull the trigger to make change. And you have to be in the rooms to have those conversations with those folks. And then it'll make 
cultural shifts within organizations. And I think Leadership Wichita has done that and has a potential to continue to do that. Mm -hmm. Can I ask some real quickie? Um, You've been having these tough conversations. Are are they able to be done civilized? I mean, because it seemed like any topic that comes up now, people just go far this way or this way. Is there... Is there good conversation or is it just, no? I mean, yeah. what's going on now yeah. in, in tough dialogues these days? For sure. We're hyper-polarized at this point. Folks yes. are very much, this is where I stand and I'm not going anywhere else. Right. However, I do also think there are a large group of people that are saying, okay, I'm uncomfortable, but I want to learn more. Okay. And I think that when you set the tone correctly and you come off of defensive and just say, okay, I don't understand this. Right. I want to learn more. I want to be open-minded to the dialogue. Things can move along. And, and it's going in saying, this is who I am. This is my stance. However, I'm going to listen across this channel, whatever it is. I'm going to take the time to step back and listen. Maybe I need a moment to process, but I'm going to engage in this dialogue. And I, w- I would say there are more folks engaging in these uncomfortable dialogues. We just don't hear about that. Okay. It's easier to push the polarization. Yes. And folks, most of us are right in the middle trying to continue to be personable, have these educated conversations. Right. I would right. say there's more of those, but we just don't get to hear from that. Okay. Thank you. Sorry. You go ahead. No, I, I think that's perfect because you have to be um, courageous in a way, you know, to be willing to listen and mm-hmm. get in these uncomfortable conversations and yes. be willing to hear different perspectives. And um, that's one of the things that I really appreciate about Leadership Wichita, because you don't really, if unless you are intentional about having those conversations, you can be siloed and just continue to live your life yeah. as you in your bubble. Right. Mm -hmm. And not really pay attention to these outside real world issues. So you spoke a little bit earlier about, you know, um, USD 259 and you being a product of USD 259 and thriving and doing great things. But sometimes we get a bad rep about USD Mm -hmm. 259. And with you going behind the doors of that and seeing the intricacies, what one thing do you think that you uh, would share with the community um, uh, of the work that you saw through Leadership Wichita? Yeah. You know, I would say before you make commentary about something, make sure that you've went behind the scenes. How do you have an opportunity to talk about a system that you really don't know anything about? Mm -hmm. Um, Oftentimes we're on the other side of the veil or we're watching the show, but we don't see everything going on in the background. So did we strip everything down and get the understanding? Did we talk to folks? Before we moved forward, did we just read the headline and didn't read the story? And I think that's oftentimes what we do is we go with what everyone else is saying, but we didn't pull back the veil and ask the question. Like, this is so super simplistic, but realizing that folks have to make decisions at four or five in the morning to say whether or not you move forward with school because of the weather. Mm -hmm. Someone is up. So your child Mm-hmm. can get to school. I've never thought about that. But you know how much I've complained, though, about, oh, why they couldn't have done this earlier? Mm-hmm. Why are they just now telling me? Well, it's deeper than that. That's simple of a decision, everything that goes into that piece. And so I think it's important for us to really have a good understanding of how things work before we are just throwing our commentary around, beating <laughs> up on someone, and yeah. we just don't know. Yeah. 
And it's that connection, I think, that um, that this program really brings um, those things to light, right? Because mm-hmm. it creates community through shared experience. And right. we've all shared some of these experiences, but our perspective is a little bit different, right? Right. Um, so I, I'm, I'm also curious, um, the connections that you mentioned earlier, you've made some connections with people that you might not have otherwise had um, opportunity to cross those paths. Can you uh, like talk to us a little bit about those connections? Yeah. Yeah. So I think about, right, there were some folks I went in that were my friends already. Robert Moody, Jonathan Long. Again, top class, top mm-hmm. class. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just want to, I just want to, I want to plug that. But oh, Paul right. Lavender, I never mm-hmm. had an opportunity to meet with him. He was in the class. Um, Amy Feimer, who I most recently got to catch up with, and she was showing me Hunter Health Clinic. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm calling her to say, hey, you know, how do I learn a little bit more about this ED thing? She's an executive director there. So able to talk to folks that are already in the trenches, have been doing this work for years, that are now mentors are mine, friends of mine, folks that I can just reach out to and say, we're having a shared experience. You've been here much longer than I. We met through Leadership Wichita. So it's those pieces and those relationships that we probably wouldn't have gotten together because Leadership Wichita brought us together. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Friends, we are going to take a few minutes to hear words from our sponsor, and we'll be back to hear from Miss Danielle Johnson a leadership Wichita participant of 2017 and okay year and <laughs> the executive director oh, okay of the Wichita year. Habitat for Humanity. We'll be back. Severe weather. Whether it's hail, wind, rain, or snow, storms can cause damages, inconveniences, and sometimes even power outages. At Evergy, we're committed to providing safe, reliable energy. And in the event of an outage, Our linemen work tirelessly to restore your power as quickly and as safely as possible. And with tools like our outage map and real-time updates, we're with you every step of the way. Visit Evergy.com slash stay safe to learn more. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Success for our members, leadership for our community, and prosperity for our region. We need your input to continue to improve the business environment in Kansas and to ensure the success of our members. See wichitachamber.org for more information. To provide us input about this podcast series, send an email to communications at wichitachamber.org with your questions, comments, and suggestions for the business leaders we should feature and important topics we should address. Welcome back, friends. We're here hearing from Miss Danielle Johnson, who's the executive director of Wichita Habitat for Humanity and one of our Leadership Wichita graduates. We're having a wonderful conversation about her experience through Leadership Wichita and how it's informed her decision making and has, you know, impacted her uh, community uh, giving and her community living. You like that? I like that. That was good. That, <laughs> that redeemed you from that okay class comment prior to the break. <laughs> I'm going to bring that back. Yeah. Nice. nice. Well, I, I'm curious. You know, um, you've you've applied skills that you learned from participating in the class in your um, daily living. What about in your volunteer positions? Have you used any of the things that you've learned from Leadership Wichita during that? Yeah. You know, the connections, for sure. Being able to reach out to some of my classmates to say, hey, what are some organizations, what are some spaces that you all are navigating in that we should be giving to? I do not like recreating a wheel. Mm. Um, Wichita is resource rich. And so instead of just creating something else, using those connections to say, hey, Jeff, what's going on? Hey, mm-hmm. Brad, what's going on? What can we be doing better? What are you connected to? Um, I, I think about during the class time frame, we all got behind the Boys and Girls Club 
and we were able to do cookies and do stuff as a group. And so that as an existing member that was a part of that space and Chandler, we went and supported one of our initiatives. And so right there, I think that's the power of Leadership Witch Talk, continuing the relationship and reaching out and supporting what's already there to mm-hmm. strengthen what we have. Why should local businesses or organizations nominate folks for LW? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is the resource that we have. Um, it's been around for many years, and it's an opportunity to get uh, the folks that work for you engaged at a higher level within the community, the networks that can happen, the people and the opportunities that you can commit to in that space. And it helps to tell the story, be it talking about what's happening in USD 259, um, what's happening with our business developers, what's happening within the community. It's just an opportunity to be well-versed. And I think that our businesses and organizations should definitely take advantage of the resource that we have to create more opportunities within our community. You've been here, I won't say a long time, because you you, you haven't been here long. (laughs) You've been around long enough to realize, what do you see as Wichita's greatest opportunity? Uh, That's a really great question. I mean, there's no shortage of opportunities (laughs) within our community, right? We keep talking about this thing called inclusion and equity. And I think there's opportunities for us to really look at how we keep our young, diverse, and talented within our community, how how we keep our talented within our community. We have no shortage of universities, um, We have no shortage of community colleges. How are we engaging and keeping those folks right here? Those that are educated right here at home, how are we getting them through our talent pipeline? Um, We have opportunities to continue to work alongside USD 259. That is tomorrow's leaders. They're our leaders of our now, actually. So how are we engaging there? I think there's opportunities for collaboration. Um, We just saw that with what um, the Community Foundation and Kansas Health Foundation Mm -hmm. and United Way coming together saying, we want to fund a cause. So how do we share those resources within our communities to ensure that we are pouring into our own and there are no shortage of organizations doing everyday work? And so how do we get the funding in the hands of those? When we talk equity, how are we getting the funding in the hands of those that are making the impact in our community? And and that's where we're at. Resource sharing, resource building, our minority business opportunities, ensuring that they're getting an equitable chance to be at the table, our supplier diversity. So there's a lot. Um, And then affordable housing. Of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, what are we doing to ensure that we have affordable housing stock? We want to attract talent to our city. Where are they going to live? And and that's something that we really have an opportunity to grow in. Help me remember, what what were you doing at WSU? Um, Diversity and inclusion. So I was the assistant director there and I did um, worked alongside students. So Mm -hmm. retaining them, ensuring that they felt like that was their home away from home. Um, lots of training, lots of conversation facilitation, um, and, and really, yeah, working alongside students, faculty, staff, community members. So I'd be interested. What can we do in the DEI space that can move the needle now? Yeah, I mean that that it has to take a long process. What can we do to move the needle now in whatever form of DEI? I just like your answer to that. Yeah, I would say putting tangible goals in place. Um, doing climate studies, looking at how uh, your organizations, how do the people in your organizations feel? What is going on in your organizations? How are reporting structures? What does discrimination look like in your organizations? What are the gaps? So doing an assessment. And when you say that you lack diversity, well, what facet of diversity? Just Mm -hmm. by very definition, diversity always exists. But are you women heavy and you don't have men in the field? Are you looking for more people of color in the field? So what are those pieces Um, And then where do you recruit? 
how are you looking at your talent pipeline? So I think there's some tangible things. And then how do you measure those things? Because oftentimes we talk about DNI is just the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have yes. to move past the conversation and Agreed. then put exactly. in That's the what policies. I'm to, yeah. Um, what policies are lacking there? What does your discrimination ordinances say? What are those things that are the barriers and how are you addressing those barriers? But that's numbers and it's data and it's not just dialogue. Having the conversation is great. And it goes back to the principles of leadership, Wichita, right? Connecting, exposing, you know, uh, encountering the experiences and perspectives and then challenging, you know, that challenging piece, provoking courageous conversations, open hearts and minds. But then it goes to the empowering, right? Right. And the action piece. Um, And I think that's the part. (laughs) I do. I'm I'm ready to give. I'm ready to give. (laughs) (laughs) We are ready to (laughs) action field. Exactly. Um, and, exactly. And that's that's important. Um, so thank you for mentioning that. You, you talked about Wichita being, you know, resource rich. What leadership resources would you recommend to people? Yeah. So definitely leadership Wichita, right? Key plug. Uh, yes. Good. Key plug. Good answer. <laughs> good answer. <laughs> Key plug. Got to get that in there. Um, and then we have other classes, right? Advanced Kansas. Mm-hmm. There's these different opportunities to get engaged that way. No shortage of I mean, if you're a podcast person, if you're a TED Talk person, I love TED Talks. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of Melody Hobson. She is not local, but (laughs) (laughs) someone that is in the lane in Mm DNI, but also um, economics and ensuring that you know your financial basis and those sort of things. And so I think we have really great access when you think about your internet opportunities, right? Google. Mm-hmm. But even outside of that, we have community members that put on great programming, Kansas Leadership Center. And they're oftentimes doing those grants to where you're not needing to pay, right? You yeah. have those scholarship opportunities. Right. And so tapping into that, Wichita State, no shortage of courses and opportunities in that space for leadership. And you're right. Leadership Wichita is amazing, <laughs> right? <laughs> where else can right? you do a police ride-along? Or go behind USD 259's door, the firearm simulation, yeah. act this principle for a day. I mean, it's they amazing. They still go through the yeah. jail? Yep. Okay. Yep. That's one of those things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Behind the veil. Yeah. Yeah. Behind, behind the veil. It's, it's real. It's real. It's life-changing, <laughs> I tell you. And it's, exactly. it's done that way by design. By design. What leader has influenced you the most, would you say? Yeah. You know, that's a really hard question. I've had a multitude of leaders, folks, um, elders within our community. Uh, I would say right at this time, given the space that I'm in, Ann Fox is someone that is really serving Mm -hmm. as a mentor to me, um, ensuring that I even know what I'm doing, right? Because when they hired me, they knew that housing is not necessarily my background, right? Construction, but advocacy is, Mm -hmm. um, connection and networking. And so those skills that they felt like they could grow and grew in me, I have the opportunity to learn a lot of those skills from the Ann Fox, if you will. Um, yes. No shortage of elders. Pamela King Burns mm-hmm. um, is someone who taught me about health, determinants of health yeah. before it became a buzzword mm-hmm. within our own community, right? She's been at Sedgwick County really trying to educate folks around that. Um, and again, no shortage of elders, no shortage of folks through even in my sorority, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, um, have the opportunity hey. to work alongside, right? Hello. Um, have an opportunity to work alongside folks. I ain't saying folks, a word. Right? <laughs> I ain't saying a word. <laughs> With the links and, um, again, really amazing community. My parents, of course, my spouse, um, who has a level head, a level heart, can go into a number of spaces. And I'm like, ooh, I can learn how to do that. He mm-hmm. is, he has that in him. And, and that's something where I, I grow to 
turn it down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you can always grow and learn in that grow, space. Right? <laughs> My very last question as we begin to wrap up is, there was a movie about your life. Who would you have play you? Oh, my gosh. And what would the name of the movie be? Like, I'm just curious. Oh, no. Ooh, why would you do that? I know, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> what? <laughs> a movie about my life? Who would play? I don't know. I'm going to give it to Taraji P. Henson. Okay. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> I feel like she's got just that right amount of turn up and that right amount of sense. Exactly. Uh-huh. Just bring it together. Exactly. So, I agree. Taraji P. Henson. That. I could see that. And then, oh, what would what would the title be? Staying strong through adversity. I like okay. it. Staying strong through adversity. I like yeah. that. That's powerful. That's a good one. Thank you for sharing. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Well, uh, kudos for the folks on a search committee for Habitat to realize, yeah, transferable skills. Mm-hmm. Didn't know about housing. Didn't know about this construction. But that those transferable leadership skills that pick you. That's. That's thinking outside the box. That I mean, is. Yes. That's what we used to say, you know, back in the day. I don't know what y'all think say now, but thinking day. outside the box. <laughs> that's I good. mean, yeah. How are you with a hammer and a drill now? You know, now I will say I've spent some summers with my dad working on rental properties. Okay. So okay. I had a little bit of that, but learning like trusses and all the other yeah. technical pieces, yeah. that was not in the pocket. Mm. Uh, so. It's all good. We're so glad that you're there. And, uh, and I hope Anne is enjoying her retirement. Yeah. Yes, as she should be. Yeah, she's definitely good people. Let's do some word association. Ooh. Okay. Uh, I give you one word. You give me one word back. It's not wrong because it's your word. Okay. okay. Here we go. Leader. Ooh, Danielle. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. This is a softball. C- college. Wichita State. Okay. Go Shocks. <laughs> Failure. Failure. Some of the dishes I've cooked. I know that that's not a word association, <laughs> but. <laughs> that's, that's real. That's real. <laughs> I don't know it personally, but that's real. Right. That's funny. Uh, Wichita. Wichita. Home. Vacation. Oh, beach. Somebody's beach. Okay. Hero. Hero. Or Shiro. My parents. Okay. Chamber. Right now, Ricky Ellison. That's what I think of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was. I'm gonna have to call her Doctor Ricky here. Yes, pretty soon, you're pretty I, soon. Uh, you, ooh. <laughs> okay, fun. <laughs> a vacation would be fun right now, actually. Okay. <laughs> a vacation at the beach, apparently. Yes. Last but not least, beverage. Beverage. Uncle Nearest. Oh, delicious. Yes. Yeah, I must be too old. <laughs> I, I have no clue what that is. A drink. I'm gonna have to, I, a drink. I'm gonna have to do, a drink. Okay, that's real now. Uncle Nearest. I'm going to have to Google that. Yes. Thank you, Danielle. Good to see you. Thank you. We appreciate you coming by today and spending a few minutes to have this conversation. Thank you so very much. Thank you for having me and happy 50. Yes. Happy 50th. All right, friends. Thank you. Please like us, share us with your friends. And if you've enjoyed this podcast so far, please share it with someone who you think would find value in it. Have a good one. Till next time. Peace. The Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator is brought to you by the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce and is powered by Evergy. Visit wichitachamber.org for a list of the area leaders we've interviewed for this series. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. 
For more information, visit ictpod.net. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. Thank you for your support of small businesses. If you are interested in learning more about small business investment, contact Angie Elliott at A-E-L-L-I-O-T-T at wichitachamber.org.